Hey y'all, it is Ed coming to you live from the Drunken Gossip Studios, uh, live in, in New York City. Um, yesterday we had a really bad snowstorm, I should have recorded an episode for you, but I got busy with other things, namely work. Um, so let's get right into today's gossip. Today I'm drinking just Sprite and, <clears throat> excuse me, just some Sprite and vodka because this is some really good shit. Um, Chris Evans and Ginny Slate have broke up again. Um, and the reason why I say it like that is they've already broken up once. And then suddenly they had a movie to promote, so they were back together. Um, so Ginny and, Ginny and Chris... Um, dated for for a while while they um, filmed the movie Gifted. And uh, reports, namely from blindgossip.com, say that they actually hate one another and that their romance was actually a fomance and just for... Uh, excuse me, just for show. I've seen nothing to... Um, to confirm that, but breaking up with someone twice, pretty good indication. Um, and here's the thing, um, so they broke up and I, there's going to be a whole slew of blind item reveals around this breakup, I promise you that. Uh, how do I know that? Because I read the gossip blogs and I know how this sort of thing works. Um, and it started today, Blind, Blind Gossip re- revealed one of theirs about the couple, um, like I said, actually hating one another, but doing promotion for Gifted and then um, doing uh, promotion for uh, Captain America Civil War. So, what we're getting into now is um, there's the Avengers Infinity War coming out. And uh, they apparently hated one another so much that there was just no way that they were going to last through the publicity cycle for this movie. So, um, Blind Gossip revealed this and, you know, they stated their case. Um, and they, they kept using dating in quotation marks. I'm not sure if they were trying to imply that one or the other is gay. Um, Chris Evans is Scott Evans, my future husband, um, brother, um, and, and yes, Scott Evans is gay, I've not heard gay rumors around Chris Evans, I've heard that he's into some really freaky shit, um, but I have, um, no authoritative voice, or, uh, no authoritative source on that yet, um, anyway, so they, they revealed this and they say that there was just no way that they were gonna last, whatever, blah, 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 and then they kind of like drop a little nugget saying that the whole reason why we're hearing that Chris Evans may not be playing Captain America anymore is because they wanted to bury the dating story. Which actually is a brilliant PR move. You want people to not ask you certain questions. So you give them a whole new story to ask about, and the dating story kind of just slides away. 
Um, so, Chris's PR people did the right thing here. Um, it's, it's interesting to me. I really want to know what happened. Because you have to at least like somebody initially to agree to a, a, a contract for a, a fake romance. You know, was it just um, she got tired of him sleeping around? Was he tired of her sleeping around? Um, is it just a personal- personality clash? Um, what is it? And it's going to drive me crazy not knowing because I, I have always loved Chris Evans. I, I thought he was very talented. Um, so I'm kind of curious as to what not only led to this breakup, but why it's so bad that they couldn't last another month. Um, I believe Infinity War opens at the end of April, so it's not like it would have lasted forever. Um, Let me pour some more Sprite and get this frog out of my throat, and I will be right back. Okay, we're going to try doing this again, because you guys seemed to like it last time when I did the longer segment, um, more in the beginning. So, um, the Sprite and Vodka taste really good, just so you know. But, um, let's move on from that. Um, let's talk about Ryan Seacrest. Um, he is in a lot of trouble right now, um, because his ex-makeup person accused him of slapping her on the butt. And it led to a a lot of anxiety for ABC execs because they they have poured a lot of money into him joining their network. A lot of money. And they risked uh, pissing off Kelly Ripa uh, when they hired him to be her male co-host. She had actually wanted Anderson Cooper or Jerry O'Connell with a lot of people saying that Jerry O'Connell was the front runner right up until Ryan Seacrest was like, oh, I'm interested, but this is what I want. Um, So now they brought him back because they knew that they were going after American Idol and they wanted him for Idol. So they got him set up in the New York studio with Kelly, announced that they were bringing back American Idol, um, and and then announced that Katy Perry was going to be the head judge. And shortly after that, they announced that Ryan Seacrest was going to be the host again. So this was all done with much fanfare and, and whatnot. And then the show premiered. This show used to get 30, 40 million viewers every week. This time, it debuted, I believe, to just under 13 million. Um, I could give you the demo numbers, but I don't think you guys care about that. Um, Let's just focus on how far the show has fallen. Um, Now, ABC's not losing a lot of money, or possibly any money, because... They actually undersold it to their advertisers, so 
that's not a concern. But they are a little bit disappointed that the show's not doing better. Um, because they were really looking forward to having a strong um, Sunday night lineup. Um, in the vein of when they had Desperate Housewives and Brothers and Sisters on. Uh, lately, they're lucky if they can get a show to last in the, uh, in that spot. Um, so anyway, so American Idol's not doing as well as they had hoped. And a lot of the blame is going to Ryan Seacrest because they're like, you're the face of the show. You're, and, and you're admired in this scandal and, you know, the ratings for the daytime show are fine, but that's because Kelly Ripa is the face of the show. You know, but we're having trouble booking guests. We're, tro- we're having trouble getting people to watch American Idol. You're about to be a very costly mistake for us. Not making Kelly costly, of course, but still very costly. So this is all brewing in, into what I want to call um, good morning drama. Um, and funny enough, I was already planning on writing a book about the Michael Strahan, Kelly Ripa drama, so this will just follow suit right into that. Um, it wouldn't and if I write that book, if I ever get enough time to do it. Um, that, it wasn't a planned companion book. It could be because obviously we're talking about it, but it wasn't planned that way. Anyways. So... Ryan Seacrest is is becoming a very costly mistake because ABC thought, oh, we'll have him on Idol. You know, America loves him. He's America's sweetheart. Um, ratings will be great. And then he'll come back and who's ever cast off from the show will come back to the daytime show and everything will be peachy keen. And... If we can show that Ryan is more popular than Kelly, we can boot Kelly out after her little son with Michael Strahan. But that's not what's happening. Kelly is very, very popular with the daytime crowd, no matter what you think of her. Um, she is the face of the show. Uh, and has been um, ever since Regis left. I mean, I, some would argue, even a little bit before he left, she was the more popular co-host. I won't argue semantics there. Um, but so Ryan is really dragging, um, things down, and since they're not able to book guests, now they're, they're putting their heads together saying, what do we do? Um, but far be it from Ryan to take this thing down, he is taking names and has promised to get revenge on anyone who is refusing to sit down with him and talk to him during this trying time for him. So, this story will be definitely continued, um, and I will be right back with the second part of this segment. Alright guys, I'm back, I have more Sprite and Vodka, and I'm sounding just as perky as Kelly Ripa does in the morning. How do you like that? I hate it. (laughs) I'm not a perky person. So, um, continuing on with, with the daytime drama, we are going to talk about Kelly Ripa now. Okay, so you guys have to know, I love my girl Kelly from way back when she was Haley Vaughn on All My Children. Um, her story, her teen story was probably one of the only teen stories I liked on Soaps. 
So when I say I am a hardcore fan, I really mean it. I am a hardcore fan of Kelly Ripa. I don't watch her talk show because um, usually in the morning I'm either not awake enough or I have something else I have to do um, in terms of work and or writing. So I just flip out my music and I get to work. Um, but when I do get a chance to watch, I watch. Um, so I didn't know that Kelly Ripa and Wendy Williams have had this feud. Um, so here's, here's the story. Back in 2016, um, and this is where, um, it was back when Michael Strahan was still on, or just getting ready to leave, live. And, um, he went to Wendy Williams' show promoting something or another, and she asked him about his relationship with Kelly Ripa. Now... In Wendy's defense, she was completely on Kelly's side, called him a divo, said he did her wrong, yada, yada, yada. You all know how Wendy is. She went in. So, um, but it still pissed Kelly off. Um, And it pissed her off to the point um, where she had vowed never to appear on Wendy Williams' show. And up until recently, she had kept that vow. Which, I mean, it's only two years. Let's be real here. But, um, as we talked about in a previous um, episode, Kelly, um, Wendy, rather, had to, was forced to take a hiatus from her own show because she has Graves' disease. And her doctor wanted to get her meds um, regulated so that she was well enough to be on TV. So the producer said, okay, we're just going to go on hiatus. So that's what they did. And then they were like, oh, Jerry O'Connell will host the show for the week leading up to Wendy's return. Which is great. Jerry O'Connell is a great talk show host. Um, the re- uh, why no one has given him his own show is beyond me at this point. The man knows what he's doing. Um, so, anyway, so they book him as the co or as the guest host, and suddenly Kelly Ripa is all like, "Yes, I will appear on the show." Um, her camp says, or her camp. Let me rephrase that. Sources from her side say it was just a favor. To Jerry O'Connell because they are such good friends after co-hosting live so many times together. Um, but other sources say that she was just letting Wendy know that Jerry O'Connell can get the A-list celebrities. Don't argue with me about Kelly Ripa being A. When you're the face of a talk show or any show, you're, you're probably A-list even if I don't like you. I.e. Megan Kelly. Um, uh, what's what's the other turd from Fox News? Um, the one who's always spouting conspiracy theories, Sean Hannity. Um, 
you know, despite my dislike, those people are A-list. Um, and that's, that's neither here nor there. Um, so yes, Kelly Rip was A-list. Um, and she was kind of signaling to producers that they should start readying Jerry O'Connell for his own show. Now, some people are, like the National Enquirer, are trying to say that, um, Jerry might replace Wendy. That's not going to happen, and I'll tell you why. First of all, Wendy Williams owns part of her show, I believe. Her husband is an executive producer on her show. The Wendy Williams show is not the Wendy Williams show without Wendy Williams. That's just how it is. Um, but it is very believable that producers might say, Ooh, Jerry O'Connell now. There's a man who needs his own show. Um, and he, he doesn't have that busy of a primetime schedule that he couldn't. So, you know what? Sign me up, folks. I want a talk show. So, um, and this could lead to a lot of overlap between Jerry and Wendy's shows, which could cause her show to be canceled. And I think Kelly Ripa might actually like that. Especially if she just happens to be a producer on Jerry's new show. This story will play itself out just like I said about Ryan Seacrest. So let me go get some more vodka, and I will be right back. Alright guys, I'm back. Um, I just... There's a real funny story I want to talk about. Um, and there's a reason why I want to talk about it. So, last week, I was reading um, Crazy Days and Nights, as I often do. And there was a blind item where everyone gets real fines. It was about um, an A-list star who went into a masseuse parlor um, and tried to charge everything off to production. Well, you're allowed to um, charge off the the massage, but the happy ending, you can't. Um, so everyone automatically gets real fines. I don't know why, like, I, I don't remember ever hearing about him having these kind of fetishes, but, you know, sometimes I miss things, sometimes I don't want to hear them, and Lord Voldemort getting a happy ending from a masseuse is not something that I necessarily want to hear about. So, anyways, um, within the last couple days, um, NT Lawyer, who runs... Um, Crazy Days and Nights revealed it to be Ralph. And then, mysteriously, or not so mysteriously, it showed up in the National Enquirer. Um, of course, they had added a couple more details, like how um, one of the employees actually walked with Ralph over to um, the ATM to get the money. I don't know if they thought that he was just going to... Um, if he was just going to not and just jump in his car and go, or why they had the employee follow him. Um, maybe it's just company policy, I don't know. But what I'm interested in is why some of these stories are appearing on Crazy Days and Nights one week, and then the next, they're in the Inquirer. Um... 
the conspiracy theorist in me says that Enti is an employee um, of the publisher for National Enquirer and is feeding them stories, um, whether true or not. And in return, they're giving him some conspiracy theories because there's been a lot more um, conspiracy theories on the site than there has ever been. Like, it went from zero to a hundred in, like, three days. That's an exaggeration, but not by much. Um, And usually these conspiracy theories all have an arrow pointed at the Clintons. Um, The publisher of National Enquirer is famously pro-Trump. Coincidence? Maybe. But, maybe not. And there's a disclaimer uh, at the bottom, which... Um, For the record, it is quite normal um, for almost every gossip blog to have where it says some stories are real, some are just sprung from the author's imagination. It kind of gives them um, plausible deniability in case one of the celebrities gets really angry and says, I'm suing you for libel, because then you can say, "Mm, look, it says right here, fiction. Um... So liable, fiction may not necessarily be covered under liable, but it definitely um, could bolster the fact that they're not looking to um, defame anyone or cause harm to anyone's reputation, which is what you need to prove in a liable case. I keep saying liable, liable. So forgive me, it is liable. I'm trying to sound smart, and I'm sounding like some hoot nanny down in wherever. Um, it's liable. I, I know it's liable, not liable. Um, the the vodka is getting to me, as you can tell. But um, getting back to the real finds of it all, I just I want to know, like, because I've had massages before, um, and maybe it was because it was with a woman, maybe, or maybe I'm just not a douchebag. But it was never like, ooh. Yes, you're rubbing me, so why don't you go ahead and put your hands on my penis? It's just never happened before. Um, and, I mean, yes, boyfriends have massaged me as well. And yes, it did lead to <coughs> relationship time, as I call it. Um, but that's different to me because we're already in a loving, committed relationship with one another. It's not some stranger rubbing me down. Um... You know, it's not some stranger rubbing me and then I'm like, ooh, by the way, while you're down there, let me get some more vodka to screw up my brain even more and I'll be right back. Okay, so I'm going to end this, uh, instead of with a um, a, a blind item, I'm going to end it with an op-ed because the new issue of the National Enquirer is really bothering me. Um, and it's not the whole issue. The, most of it is just purely um, inane gossip as it normally is. But there's one story called All the President's Women where they talk about um, the president's um, the president's uh, mistresses for I was going to say for lack of a better word but that's actually a perfect word. Um, the women who they were sleeping with that weren't their wives. And the funny thing is 
Um, they go through all of them. Um, Republican and Democrat alike there. I will say that they were very fair in that. Until we get to Trump. And here's why I'm a little... Uh, I don't want to say offended because that's definitely not the right word. I'm not offended by it in the slightest. I'm a little irritated by it. Because you're talking about a magazine that won the Pulitzer Prize for bringing down um, John Kerry. Um, which is great. But they try to make Trump seem like a family man, like he has never cheated. Um, they do call him the most controversial president. Um, but they really don't... Um, instead of talking about how Stormy Daniels... Um, um, that story has become, like, the big story. Um, even bigger than Russia, I would argue. Um, they just completely ignore that part and try to present him like, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, he cheated on, uh, on his second wife with his third wife, whatever, yada, yada, yada. But, you know, he's a good family man. He's very loyal to... No. There's at least two women out there, Stormy Daniels and another Playboy playmate, who have said that they slept with this man while he was married to Melania. Um, and as I said with um, with the Bill Clinton scandal, I don't care what the president is doing in his personal life. As long as it doesn't affect this country, then that's their business. But don't try, don't be hypocritical and, and try to make all these other presidents look like womanizing assholes and then try to make this demagogue who thinks he's a dictator look good um you know if he cheated with with stormy daniels or this other woman it happened before he was president it has no bearing on him doing his job now so i can see why why it's a scandal i i understand Plus, it's a fascinating story. Um, and, it, you know, as um, Jackie Collins used to say, sex sells, but so does power. When you combine the two, it's, it's a deadly combination. Um, so there, there is a lot of really interesting little nuggets here in the Stormy Daniels, Donald Trump story. Um... But my my issue with the National Enquirer is that they kind of just gloss over it. And that's not okay. You know, I'm down for you trying to... Um, trying to talk about everyone's indiscretions and whatnot. But if you're going to include presidents who have sordid past... Um, that affected their presidency or affected um, whatever you want to call it, then you have to talk about how these women, and maybe, you know, the argument could be, well, the other Playboy Playmate didn't come out with her story until last week and the story was already written. Fine, I get it. You know, but the Stormy Daniels story has been out for so long that it's not even funny anymore so let let us not pretend here 
that they didn't have enough material to talk about this. I mean, it, the the thing is only like 50 words long. So even if you're trying to protect um, and, and defend Trump, you could have said Stormy Daniels alleges she had an affair with with Trump. Boom, you have alleges in there. That does not make it true. I mean, Trump has all but confirmed that it is. In his frat boy, 70-year-old frat boy kind of way. But at the center of this is just a piece of the National Enquirer integrity gone because they chose to follow the Trump narrative as opposed to actually on the journalistic standards to which they should be held. And really, in that case, I have to say, hashtag fake news. And that will do it for us tonight here at Drunk Gossip. Cheers to the weekend. Talk to you soon.